Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. My name is Sean Phelan, and each week myself and a panel of players, coaches and volunteers discuss issues in the grassroots game. Don't forget to check out the videos and the podcasts from the first four episodes by visiting www.fybrugby.com. On this week's episode, the panel discuss what it may be like when we can actually get back onto a rugby pitch and play, as well as a wide range of topics affecting players and playing in the game. Let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, uh, welcome to Thursday evening and it's another Philly Boots Rugby Roundtable. Uh, tonight our panel are going to be discussing what it's going to like to going to be playing rugby post-Covid. Obviously we don't know what they look like yet, but we're going to have a good guess uh, and we're going to get the players' perspective on what that will look like uh, hopefully in a few weeks or months' time. Um, so let's welcome tonight's panel. So we've got Gareth Tully from Reading RFC. We have Lou Gray from Supermarine RFC and Jack Roberts uh, Rogers from Leibout. How are you, everyone? You well? All good, thank you. Good, thank you very much. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, slight delay. Uh, so, if you want to get questions in or raise some points, then definitely put them in the comments, and then we'll uh, we'll definitely. Uh, take them and discuss them and we can go through them and all sorts uh any other points of business no so let's uh well let's sort of crack on uh how were your seasons last season before before everything got locked down how, how was it gareth at reading rfc yeah um it was actually quite a successful year we um were really pushing to uh get into our playoff uh Finish second in the league and then play against uh, the uh, the other team in the other uh, other league, Southern Counties South. We're in Southern Counties North. Um, we were very pretty confident of getting to that playoff and then you know uh, actually winning and getting promoted. And then obviously uh, COVID happened, and then uh, the you know the RFU's magic computer came out with its um, results, and uh, yeah, we ended up not getting promoted. Uh, which was, you know, has left a very bitter taste in the mouth, but it's also geared the boys up for the coming season to, uh, you know, put some wrongs right and uh, get that automatic promotion next year. We're going to come back on that magic computer because we're not, no one's actually spoken about that yet. But once once we go around the table, I'm going to bring that up and we can. Um... We've done six. This is the sixth one of these, and, and no one sort of mentioned what results and what the computer did for them. So uh, we'll come back to that one. Uh, Lou, everything good down at Superman? Well, uh, we chose to move the Champions just before we went into that wonderful cup and plate. Lou, we can't hear you. Oh, there we go. Any? No? Yeah. Slightly better. Yeah, fine. Um, basically, we were bottom of the South Championship, which is one below the Prem. 
and what happened was we go get split the north and the south championship top four and bottom four and we continue to play off to see who gets relegated Fortunately, some people gave some walkovers which is instant relegation but again the, the magical world of the rfu decided to null and void it and we were just on our winning ways um so actually we don't know where we stand right now and they've only brought out the men's fixtures they've left the women's still now because they're restructuring again so we're on we're well improving don't think we would have been relegated but we're just waiting on tender hooks to know if we've gone down or staying or whatever they're doing so other than that like progress for a team we did really well coming together last year so not so bad so you don't know whether so you you've, been know where you've been relegated or promoted not or promoted. a clue they said that the cup and the plates were null and void but you're like well what are you going to do because Think they're expanding the championship we, we still don't know they've got so many ideas like making it 10 because they're putting extra women's into the prem now so some teams are going to drop out of prem they might make the championship 10 teams in each set so it's still waiting we got a message from them saying we uh knew you're expecting to get your pictures out at the same time as the men's into the league structure but actually it's it's not ready yet so we don't know when we're getting it but our current date is in December to start. So, you know. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, did not know that. But, um, yeah, it's, it seems strange that the, the, the men's fixtures are out and the men's dates are out, but uh, nothing else, nothing for the women's game yet. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. They are a few. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll chat about them. Uh, Jack, uh, Lila, abouts, uh, you're a very social team, just like uh, us down at Regal Decker. Um, yep. How was your season? Um, so, yeah, it was pretty good. So, this, the season before last, we just sort of naturally lost a load of players. It's just around that sort of cycle. Um, load of new players in. So, I actually joined two seasons ago um, and just worked my way up quite quickly. Um, but so last season was a, you know, it was a proper sort of cliched building season um, at the point where we were losing to a few of the top teams by, you know, a point, three points and just getting a bit frustrated with that. But actually, um, league restructured this season, um, this season coming up um, and we're looking to just keep building. We've kept, ex you know, I, I think we've lost one player through retirement um, over, over um, summer. So we're you know we're looking pretty good. We got a fair few new players in. Players great, and everyone and you know, I think due to lockdown, everyone's pretty keen. Um, like for pretty much the lowest standard of rugby you can get, um, we're doing two fitness sessions a week, which is you know unheard of. Um, and every you know everyone just wants to get back Sounds now. I think like two too so. many. <laughs> Believe me, it is fitness sessions. Too too many. We don't start training until uh, until. Um, Saturday morning. Uh so yeah, we'll see we'll see how those yeah. fitness sessions nice, uh, go. It's that right temperature as well. Take, training, a isn't it? The, take a walk to the pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pub weather. Pub pub garden weather. Absolutely. Um, we were talking sort of off air, but Gareth, you start uh you've you've been getting good numbers down at um training so far. Is that right? Gareth there. Oh, sorry, mate. You sorry you were cutting. 
Uh, yeah, so obviously with obviously the conditions and everything, we've had to uh, really think about um, how we're going to do it because uh, we do have quite a large player base across uh, the three uh, men's senior teams that we have. So uh, we decided to split um, forwards come down on a Tuesday night, backs come down on a Thursday, uh, and then we split uh, the evening into two-hour slot sessions. So about quarter to seven to quarter to eight, eight o'clock till nine. Um, and then obviously, you know, they're assigned a bubble. Uh, so yeah, averaging probably about 40 a night for the forwards on a Tuesday and then um, about 30 a night on a Thursday for the backs. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been a, a challenge. Um, I am pretty much sick and tired of bubbles. Um, I, I hate them now because uh, I'm constantly having to redo them and yeah I, I, I don't want to ever want to see a bubble in my life again um, yeah it's, it's been good the boys have, uh, have reacted a bit um, considering uh, you know because obviously the first I mean we started on the 9th of July um, so and obviously the first few sessions was just just running uh, we wanted to get sort of like a lay of the land before we decided to bring any uh, equipment in. So I think it was only the last week that uh, Ben, our head coach, has decided to bring uh, balls in and start doing some handling. So, but the boys have, have, have bought in. So that's the important thing. They haven't moaned too much. So if they're not moaning, then I'm happy. <laughs> that's good. Um, I think we have bubbles for a little while longer. Uh, we're still at stage B of the RFU's five-point plan. Uh, I don't think that's going to change for a while either. Um, but ho hopefully, hopefully it won't be too long when we can change in mass groups and uh, actually play something, some kind of rugby against yeah. uh, with each other and yes. against each other. Have you started training? Uh, yeah, um, is this better now? Can you hear me better? Yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah good. Okay. Um, yeah, we started training about a month ago. Um, so we've employed the RFU rules. So groups of six. Uh, we don't have the masses like Gareth does, uh, but we're pretty much having to make sure that only 24 to 26 people are training. Um, and then you have the coaches on top. So it's strange. Obviously, the balls are now back in play. So we can do some passing. I think a lot of people want to get their aggression out and hit a bag, um, but it's mainly fitness. And, you know, we're starting to bring in all the other aspects and it's going to be, well, until we all know really when we're starting, it's like how long can fitness go on for before we lose a bit of uh, interest uh, anyway. But we're pretty much fully booked every week at the moment. Um, and the girls are just looking forward to getting back on. I think they've missed seven season for the social um, we're normally down at Reading Abbey, so that's always a good one. Um, but yeah, I think it has actually improved. We've got some new players, and I think because we're basically back at basics, it's inviting more people to give it a go because we can't do straight into ruck drills, uh, mauling drills, and God knows when they'll do the mauling again, um, and into tackling. So it's actually learning the basics and the techniques in the right way. So it's it's been good on one side. It's kind of an opportunity. We've all healed from all our war wounds from last season. Um, but now it's just fitness. And you can tell everyone loves it, especially the forwards. They absolutely love and adore fitness. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's been... Especially in this weather. 
<laughs> it's so hot. It was really humid last night. So everyone was dying when I said we're doing Malcolm's at the end of our training session. So, but they're putting in the effort. It's just frustrating not knowing where we stand right now. No, I guess it, I guess it's a bit difficult when you when you don't know. Like, no one knows when the this, this season's going to happen and things like that. So it's hard to sort of plan anything, I guess, and and uh, prepare. Uh, is there? Uh, we spoke about this last week, but do you think there's a a possibility that people might peak too early, especially if we don't play until sort of December uh, December January time, Jack? Um. Whether it's, I think it obviously depends what type of training you're doing. If you're if you're training for, you know, like the way the prem teams are already training, actually, if they get put back, I think they physically might peak. Whereas, I mean, the sort of training that we're doing at our level is pretty basic anyway, and actually, that's just going to improve people's fitness outside of rugby. So we're not too worried about that. And actually, the majority of the people who are there sort of know that we're not going to be back into rugby too soon. They're there more for a bit of, you know, I know that Boris keeps talking about, you know. Uh, fighting obesity for the NHS and things like that, and it's it's a big thing at the moment, isn't it? Just to get fit after after lockdown, everyone, you know, even people would not go into the office every day. They're sort of realizing that actually they're racking up um, days where they're just sat doing nothing. Um, but I do think, in terms of that, uh, like Lou said, people will peak pretty quickly in terms of boredom. Um, <laughs> you know, there's only so much you can do. You know, we've we've been doing it for weeks now, and it's just like, yeah, we're going to run the shuttle. It's a twenty meter, forty meter, fifty meter shuttle. And already, you know, some of the boys are saying, when can we play touch? When can we do this? And actually, that's where it's getting a bit frustrating that there's nothing coming down. Because um, certainly um, any position in the club, it would be nice to be able to say, you know, actually, it should be here or it should be then. But at the moment, it's just like, <laughs> who knows? You know, mm-hmm. uh, we could be able to play touch next week. It might not be until September, October, November. Um, obviously, actually back to rugby. God knows when. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Gareth, has anyone? Have you had any uh, players say that they're not going to come back? Yeah, it's it's obviously something that we're concerned about because uh, obviously, if it does uh, end up being sort of end of the year next year, then. Uh, we're, 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 you've got to expect to lose guys because there's only so much you can do like uh, Jack pointed out before they start losing interest you know they're all paying uh, you know their subs their membership fees to play rugby not to run around on a field or just do a little passing drill or you know depending on what, what the guideline says at that time so it is something that is concerned um, it's, a, it's a question I get asked pretty much daily uh, you know, either from talking to the lads or messages or whatever. You know, have you heard anything? What do you think? Um, so it's it's scary, you know. And obviously, you know, looking at the poll that uh, you guys sent out, and um, you know, with the responses, you know, twenty, what was it? One in twenty people said already that they're they're not going to come back, and then uh, one in ten, I think it was, you said that uh, they were thinking about not coming back. So that's yeah. Yeah. you know that's really dangerous because you you get clubs all different sizes. And, um, you know, we're lucky that we have a, a good senior side. You know, we have a vets team, three men senior time uh, team, sorry. So, you know, our numbers are pretty good. But, you know, if you've got a team that's just a one-off uh, first team or you've got a couple of teams, it, it's going to be really difficult for, for them clubs to survive. 
because you know most of them live off the membership money you know that's everyone's main bread and butter and then obviously people buying drinks and food over the bar which you, you know you can't even get into so just going on what jack said i think the rfu of like i don't even know what they're doing to be honest with you i think all they're doing is laying everybody off so that the big dogs at the top don't have to take a pay cut because um, <laughs> it's pathetic to be honest with you you know I, i'm not I'm, I'm not a great football fan but the fa you know come out and yeah you know pressure the government into it and you, you know they go all okay to start playing their uh, competitive matches what was it last weekend well th- then, this is you know we've got the rfu just what was it they find plymouth 20 grand yeah on its own you know nice scrounging one, around yeah. for money so i just yeah it, it's it's sad it's sad because you think at this time that um you know that they should be understanding that grassroots is their bread and butter but they've literally just as far as I'm concerned, stuck two fingers up at grassroots. All they've been concerned about is obviously getting the premiership back so they can start making some money. But yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. It is bad. It is bad. I think on that as well, when you obviously you touched on the FA, I've seen quite a lot of other um, sports governing bodies come out and say this is when you'll be back to training. That's So we've got a lot of players who have taken up rugby recently and they've come from other sports. That's one thing we're worried about because actually we've probably got, so we're a single team side, we've probably got 10 lads who could go back to football. If they say you can play competitive football in September, but you can't play competitive rugby until, you know, September 2021, honestly, those boys will just leave and they'll, you know, as much as they want to play rugby and they might come back, a few of them might come back. Actually, once they've joined joined a football club, it's then difficult to change it up, isn't it, you know? Um, but that's there's there's going to be competition. I think even things like cricket, you know, you, you can play cricket now. So actually, there will be boys who say, I'd rather just go and play competitive sport. I don't care what it is. It's yeah. sport. You know, it's getting out. It's having a beer afterwards. Or you can go and run some fitness and pretend to play rugby, which is pretty much what we're doing. You know, so it's, I think I think it's almost that I personally feel like they've done us a bit of a disservice in that, in terms of the fact that the people at the top of the clubs are trying to retain these players. And that's, a, you know, it's a massive thing um, in terms of just get, getting the players is the most difficult bit. So, you know, once you've got them, you just need to keep them. Yeah. But actually, it's, you know, they're just opening up the competition. It's almost like even if they hadn't wanted to say anything, I feel like as soon as the FA came out, because obviously football's probably the biggest sort of competitor, isn't it? Um, yeah. and, and sort of responded to that saying, well, even if, even if they just said, we don't know when it's going to be, but we are working on it or just something to say, you know, yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep working. Keep training. We'll be out with something soon. Uh, and I know they've released. They've obviously released the fixtures, haven't they? Uh, two weeks ago. But even that, it's a bit of a provisional. Will this happen? Who knows? So it's yeah. Well, what I find amusing is you know grassroots leads to the Premiership. That's the point and yep. international. So letting it go isn't really good. And um, I've got. I used to play in Western Australia, and they're actually playing right now. They're back into league season. Women's and men's. The women's kick off tomorrow, but. During the first part of COVID, they lost a lot of the, the women's section and quite a few of the men's because they could go play AFL or another sport. Um, netball's huge over there as well. So so they're kind of rebuilding, but at least they've started and they're playing contact and it's every week at the moment. So I don't understand how they can be so far ahead of even us over here in the UK um, when actually it, they haven't had one incident yet of COVID. Um, and that's WA, to be fair. But it's kind of like, 
is always going to be a risk whenever we go back in any sport anyway because of how it passes from person to person so yeah. at some point we you either bring in the testing um and i mean reading through what you sent over to us all when you're talking about minimizing like the impact of a scrum um we play rugby union for a reason so you know it's 15 players we have forwards and backs we're not rugby league and appreciate that sport as well but you know and we're not tag we're not touch we are full contact union players and that the scrum and the line outs make the biggest impact to the game so you know i don't i can't see any of their ideas right now actually making it better for us yeah. to return personally it'll be nice just to play a bit of touch at training so people can feel like they're engaging so uh, yeah it's they've got they've got to sort it out and they've got to do it quite quickly because i think last year they got rid of our main point of contact in the region who was really good i mean she she would tell us all off if we did something wrong but as soon as they cleared out the women's section we we basically have four contacts and we don't really know who they are mm. um and it's made it really difficult and i think you're right gareth around they're keeping their salaries at the top but they've cleared out everyone who was actually yeah. of use and cared about everybody below prem so it's just made it more difficult moving forward but then that that also applies to men's champ rugby doesn't it you know they yep. they've completely cut the funding for that and mm -hmm. and actually when you, when you look at the number um, I was reading an article the other day about you know where where players played before they've gone into the academies you know people like Joe Launchbury have come through nat 2 nat 1 up to championship and they've moved up it, it's not i think these days because of the academies it's less of a route but it mm -hmm. is still a route you know there's there's still loads of players going up that way and it has yeah. to be i think for you know, for some of the for some of the grassroots guys who might not get picked up in academy straight away, you get no. You know, a lot of these boys don't get noticed when they're fifteen. A lot of them will just work up to nat one or something when they're twenty, twenty one, mm -hmm. and eventually rise through. So, it does seem to be that way a little bit. Certainly in terms of the sort of slashing funding and just seeing what happens, but it's a bit risky, really, isn't it? The thing is, they were slashing funding before COVID, so yeah, <laughs> it's what are you up to, RFU? <laughs> There's quite a few points there, isn't there? The COVID is just probably exposed. Yeah. 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 There's there's quite a few points there, isn't there? It's true. On Jack's point on football, football. There's, there was a study done that uh, in the average amount of time um, of players in contact is 14 seconds, minutes. Mm. So you can understand why that's come back. Unfortunately, had had there been a proper tracking and trace system set out week ago by the government, we may actually be back playing sooner rather than later. But because that isn't there, and because our sport is so contact heavy, hmm. there's no there is no plan. Like you, we're almost sort of working six months behind. But had that had that. Yeah, I don't want to sound political, but had that sound had that happened six months ago or three months ago, we might have been in a better situation where sport could sport a sport like ours could return at the grassroots level. Yeah, you know, mm. if if you got fourteen seconds of contact in a in a ninety minute football game, there's plenty. You know, you've got plenty of room to run around and 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 be okay. But when our when ours is bang 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 bang, yeah, and you, you know it's. 70 minutes of contact in an 80 minute game especially if you're a forward it's 
that's a lot of that's a lot of contact and without without the sort of tracing systems it's been it's going to be difficult mm. I, I do find it interesting as well part of me thinks that they could just build it up so obviously so we're hearing about the level of or the time in contact in rugby union versus football but what we're not hearing is the level of contact in something like touch because actually i know that if we played now as session of touch you know you disinfected every time every time so you know, so say if we played now as an hour of touch, you could say, well, every five minutes we're having a break, everyone just disinfect your hands, switch ball, clean ball, you know, disinfect your tags, whatever you're doing. And then you start again. And actually, it's almost like trying to run before you can walk. You know, mm. realistically, rugby union won't happen just yet. But it's almost like they're just aiming completely at the top. Whereas, you know, I feel like it would actually help the clubs more. If they were working out, well, actually, when can good. they go in the gym? When when they, when can they play touch? Rather than just when are the fixtures starting? When can they play full rugby? Because it's it doesn't work like that anyway. Teams will need to play some form of non-contact rugby before they can play contact rugby. You know, it's just going to be. It won't be a case of them saying, right, we've not had a touch uh, sort of period, but actually now you can play full contact. So it's a bit of a you know they're sort of missing out that middle step in a way, aren't they? You've come up with a really good yeah, idea there with obviously the uh, touch and about, you know, taking the breaks and everything. And we're just at grassroots. Yeah, hmm. there's people sat at the RFU making a lot of money that haven't even thought about something like that. Yeah. You know, I just generally have no idea what they're doing. You know, I really yeah. don't. I just think they're I mean, I mean, offices docking that's away. That's the worst thing, isn't doing, it? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not being paid for this. Yeah, they're not they're not being transparent enough with yeah, below the prem, and it it just creates a bit of havoc because no, you try pay, to also sponsors. Yeah, yeah, we're paying for them to do nothing really. I at mean, the moment. I mean, we we've sort of already said as a club that as soon as they allow touch rugby in groups of put, you know twenty or thirty, we'll play. So yeah. it's a bit, you know, even if we you yeah. know, even if we contact the local clubs and say send ten lads, send twenty lads, we'll play a game of touch rugby. It doesn't. To, I think to a, probably what what I'm trying to get at is the fact that they're sort of missing the point of people don't just want full rugby back instantly. Mm. We'd love that absolutely, but it's not going to happen. You know, if if we could play a local derby of like tennis side touch next week, that would be amazing at this point. You know, if you said that during a normal season, it would be why are we doing that? But because we've had nothing for months, <laughs> yeah. you know that that would be awesome. So. I definitely agree. So if if um, yeah, yeah let's put the they, A B C D whatever on. Hmm? Sorry, Gareth. If, if 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 there was an announcement tomorrow that you could, we could play some sort okay. of variant of the game, do you think people would take it up, Lou? Yeah, I would. <clears throat> I think that would be. Yeah, we would. Any opportunity. Yeah. I think is a good opportunity right now yeah. um, and you know still meant to I'm still meant to be throwing a tournament in August but it might just be a party because <laughs> it seems you can do more in pubs than you can on a rugby pitch at the moment yeah um, so I think yeah any additional stuff we can do even even if it is a touch game we have a touch team at Supermarines as well we'll probably just take them on in a challenge um, and go go do it around the houses uh, just because it's good fitness it's good practice it is more backs typically for running lines but it's giving us an opportunity to 
actually do a, what is deemed a little bit of contact. Um, and I think, yeah, just just something more because, you know, we are getting a bit bored of what we can do at training. Um, but you just got to, we are taking it bit by bit and most people are following the guidelines. But it's just this lack of transparency of actually this is the next step. We'll all know and recognize it. It's it might change based on any outbreaks or anything. But where's a step by step guide to how we're getting back? Because they've set these dates. None of us really believe them. Um, so why don't you come up with a plan, which kind of like what the government were trying to do as well. But come up with a plan of step by step. And if anything happens, and obviously we all understand that it might change, but there's no, no transparency from them and it's really difficult to plan for. So, yeah. But I think even if you look at that, the roadmap, the return to rugby roadmap, yeah. it's not actually that um, for, for someone trying to plan a preseason and where we're trying to get, it's not that helpful. Even, you know, saying, saying that we can train in larger groups. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that you can train with 30 people? hundred people, you know, because actually at the moment we're still only training groups of six. Yeah. Does that mean we can play touch? You know, actually it would have been much easier if they'd said this, this level is small drills. This level is, you know, full team drills, run throughs. This level is touch where you can actually, you know, there's light contact and then you can move on. Whereas actually at the moment they've sort of just, it's almost like the answer is out there, but it's an answer that no one can really decipher, isn't it? And if you get it wrong, they'll find out and they'll find you. So well, and this, this is the problem. It's very vague. And then, yeah, you try and assume what you can do. Mm. That's the one, thing, the one thing you can't do is assume anything at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, Steve. Sorry, Gareth. Oh, I was, I was saying that oh, Steve that. Granger needs to go on holiday, so he needs his money, so... Um, you know that's, that's, that's the important. Thing. Generally, is I mean, like, like I heart back to it. They've got rid of all the community coaches, the ones that actually care. Now we're left with all the business people, the people that don't really have that much of an interest in rugby. They just want to get their check, and that's it for them. And that's that's mm. why, like you say, with the roadmap, it's so vague. It's unbelievable. Um, you know, but and obviously, like Lou said, you know, you, you've got no actual blueprint. And then if you do something wrong, they'll quite happily come down on you, like, uh, you know, with a fine or whatever they want to do. You know, they're talking about obviously it's your in, the club's insurance. I mean, they're just a bunch of jokers. Some clubs, some clubs have put their you know, mass training sessions on Twitter. Because, mm. You know, we all love this game. We all love the yeah. community, you know, we all love going to a club um, and, you know, we've got a governing body that's supposed to look after you and they're not doing anything, really. They put the roadmap out and thought, oh, there we go, that'll keep them, that'll keep them quiet for a, f a few months, you know, <clears throat> and it's just, it's just yeah. rubbish, isn't it? And to be honest with you, you know, once we come out of this and, you know, we will, and that's the important thing, we will come out of this. Um, they all need to take a real good hard look at themselves and I hope pretty much all of them resign and as you get people in there that care well uh, Steve Granger has agreed to come on this panel at some point in the next few weeks and do a Q&A session with, with the rugby public 
we're just wearing date at the moment, but it will be a Thursday evening in, in the next, I would say the next month, month or so. And he's gonna he's gonna come and answer as many questions in an hour as he as as we can. Quite happily, we might need two hours. Yeah, if we get you yeah. on, Gareth, we're gonna need two hours. I think. I think, yeah. sure, Sean, you could have a night off that. Just... Yeah. I... <laughs> That'd be nice. As long as he doesn't do a <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. Difficult. we'll be okay. Yeah. 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 But you know, he he is he is going to come and and he says he's going to be as honest and as as possible. And but yeah, we haven't agreed a day yet, but we're, we're working on the date. But he 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 has said he will come and do it and uh, come on and answer as many questions as possible. So you know, save 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 all your questions and we'll we'll answer them in <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time with it with him here live on the rugby roundtable. See, cheap plug. Uh, <laughs> So if again, if 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 we were going to play tomorrow, obviously we don't know when rugby is coming back. If we were going to play tomorrow, do you have fears or anxieties about playing and possibly catching something or or <laughs> anything like that? It's, it depends. Depends what we're catching. What do you reckon? Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say <laughs> well, catching true, what? Yeah. No, um, yeah. Catch a rugby um, ball. Yeah, yeah, catch, yeah. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. Um. I think most of my team. To be fair, aren't worried about taking to the rugby pitch uh, and tackling somebody or scrumming down. Um, there'll be the odd player who's a bit anxious, but it's about managing that. I think ready to play, probably not right now. Um, we need to hit a few tackle bags and maybe have a friendly. <laughs> but um, I think if it was in the next few weeks, and so yeah, I don't, I don't perceive our team to have any issues going back. Um, I think most of like we're in touch with obviously a lot of rugby clubs, you know, a lot of us share info. No one's going to risk any other team if they do have an out, like one player gets COVID. And I think as long as there's a bit of flexibility around that, and that's the same to RFU, if you do the fixtures, if a team gets COVID um, case, okay, so they can postpone a fixture, you know. Mm. Um, I think it's kind of like actually... Common sense. Take the anxiety. Yeah, it's common sense. And then you just get the whole team tested because that's what you do. Um and, and you leave it for the two weeks. I don't think, I think people have had enough now from lockdown um, and all the mental health stuff which has come with it. They really just want to get back playing um, and get through. And if it happens, we'll, we'll manage it as we go, as best we can. And I think that's all we can truly do. And any player who feels uncomfortable won't be forced to play, for instance. It's, you know, we understand. Be ready when you're ready. Gareth, would you have any fears about playing if it was if it was tomorrow? No, I don't think so. I think the boys would quite happily all play tomorrow. You know, you might like to say you might have a couple uh, that have re uh, reservations. Obviously, totally understandable. You know, no one will ever be pushed into playing, but I would say. 95% of them will, will happily play tomorrow. Happily. But it's and not Jack, happen, any so of the line lads? <laughs> um, funnily enough, we had we had this conversation last night, actually, at a training session. We said, you know, if we had a game on Saturday, because obviously, so when, Wednesday, we normally train once a week on a Wednesday, and then we play on a Saturday. So Wednesday's the day where we sort of look at the squad and say, how are we doing? Are we doing well for numbers? 
always struggling. Um, and we basically said last night, you know, if we had a game on Saturday, how would we feel? And actually, we would be massively oversubscribed for the team. Um, so again, so we're, we're a single team squad, and we've got about forty-five players on the books, most of whom play. So we've got about fifteen who play every week, and that the rest might play one or two games a season. Um, but I guarantee most of those would be putting their hands up for selection. Uh, the the only thing we've been saying, and it's the same as Lou said, is we've been making sure that um, we're sort of over saying, we're sort of over telling people who perhaps might be vulnerable or or slightly reserved about it. Just don't train. Like it's not. There's no big thing with that. You know, we've been sending out training plans to people who perhaps don't want to train as a team but still want to be fit. It's just. I think it's just going to be a no pressure environment. The slight issue I've got with it is obviously it's going to be a bit of a confusing time for the people organising the clubs. You know, what happens if someone has a cough on a, a, cough on a Friday night? Um, and that's, But that's almost the sort of stuff where I feel like there's not going to be loads of information, and especially because now there's not the community coaches and things like that to actually... I mean, we, we used to just text ours. You know, if we had any problems, it'd be a quick text, and it would just be like, yeah, that's fine. Whereas, who you know, who are we going to talk to? Are there going to be strict instructions to just cancel the game, do this, do that? And obviously, the, I think the main the main point is everyone just wants to be safe, don't they? You know, if, if anyone actually said, I think if you look at it as, do you want to play rugby on Saturday? The answer is yes. If you said, do you want to, do you, want to you know, there's a chance you're going to catch COVID on Saturday? The answer is no. So it's just trying to put the two together in a safe and sensible way. Because actually no, nobody wants to risk it. If they, you know, if there's a good chance you're going to get it, we're not playing basically. But I think that that's, you know, that's the other problem is actually no one knows quite what the risk is at the moment. You know, if we go and play 80 minutes, what what does that mean in terms of chances of picking it up? Because it could mean nothing, you know, it could or it could mean it's almost definitely going to happen. Um, I mean, especially so our leagues have been slightly restructured for next season in terms of um, geographical. So our, our league has been completely split uh, east and west. So it's a, it's also a little bit less travel, which is quite nice. So that you know that you're actually playing teams from sort of 10, 20 minutes away rather than teams across the county. Um, so there's definitely a bit of a um, sort of easing the mind with that as well. Yeah, for sure. I think ours is the same. We, I, I don't know, I haven't spoken to the fit secretary. I think our, our, our basement barrel league is, is very much been split into yeah. uh, the A3 corridor, which is five minutes away rather than an hour away. Yeah. Uh, if you've got any questions, put them in the chat, and we've got we've got about ten minutes left. So if you've got any questions or points you want to raise and that you want us to try and discuss, then definitely do. Uh, I have got one uh, from uh, Sean, which is me. Uh, <laughs> does rugby need its own track and trace system? I think that's a that's a good that's, that's one way to solve one. it. Yeah. <laughs> so. I think mm. a lot of a lot of what you've could, seen could now, be, anyway, is, could it be something like? Anyway. Which... I mean, yeah, for sure. Personally... But something like you know, everyone's got a Pitch Hero website. Could yeah. could there be some sort of like Pitch Hero track and trace system where you, you log in with, you know, as you would register to say that you're available to play, uh, and that that sort of becomes a track and trace type deal? I don't I, I don't know. Just sort of throwing it out there. Mm. It's a, it's a difficult one. I think it's more our social lives which create the track and trace. I think if it's run properly, then... <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I, I, I guess I guess they probably wouldn't want to put any money into it. It's probably the issue. As long as it's it, run it, properly. It's... 
yeah. You know, who, who's who's going to run the actual thing? I, th- I think it was, for me, obviously, so lower level, I think it would actually just work best. Um, so, we, you know, we most of the clubs keep in touch on Twitter and some of us have a group WhatsApp and things like that anyway, some of the local clubs, because we, you know, we share players every now and then. So, actually, I think as long as you're being honest and just, you know, but like I said, it's it's having the advice of what to do if that does happen. Um, but then actually, you know, we all play for the love of the game. None of us are being paid. Well, it's going to say huge money, but none of us are being paid at all. Um, so, so you know, we, we we would all be honest about it. But then, it, you know, you as long as you've be. got that trust of those clubs, <laughs> yeah. can't all be on multi-million pound deals. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Lovely. You were trying to make a point in there. Sorry, Luke. Gareth was. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. I'm sorry, just on the back of what Jack said about you know, obviously with who's going to run it, um, you know, because just leaving it to a club member or something like that, you're opening yourself up for mistakes to be made and then potential, you know, backlash from that within the club. So then, do you go? Right, somebody from the RFU needs to come down and do it, or do you go? Will the RFU maybe do something like right, send someone down from your club, and we'll train them how to do it properly. You know, make sure there's no if buts or maybe's. Um, so I think it'll it'd be a good thing. Um, you know, if it keeps obviously everybody's um, fears at bay and it, and it gives an answer. Uh, and you can act quickly if you know if you end up with um, any issues, but again, it's trusting the RFU to to do something, um, and even the government to a point because you know let's be all be honest they have, they have no idea what they're doing anyway. You know, <clears throat> how can you go from oh yeah, masks ain't going to do nothing, and then it's mandatory. Mm. So you know, I I give up. Really, you know, I, I was unfortunate. I actually got it um, pretty early in stages, um, and it was uh, you know I was laid for a couple of weeks because um, I'm one of the high risk guys. I've got asthma and I've had some previous uh, health issues. Um, it wasn't pleasant, um, but yeah, it's just it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 just the question. It's it's the you're getting nothing from nobody, and that's the problem. And I think maybe just mm. comes down to common sense and a bit of responsibility on yourself. You know, and it might be a good so, thing because half uh, of lads here don't shower afterwards, so having mandatory make <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nix has uh, put in the comments, and I've just had a look that the uh, Pichero do have a track and trace system. What? Uh, the, so, yeah. What rugby? Uh, Nix, thanks for that. Uh, Pichero have a track and trace system through web app, uh, and they're. For, I've just I'm just having a look on the website now. They're hosting webinars. Um, uh, I don't know when they are hosting webinars, but it says they're hosting webinars to teach people how it, um, and it says it will uh, track and record uh, attendance, send us 
send additional information such as COVID instructions, uh, identify participation and contact records by individual. I don't know, what, mm. but I th you know, if then something's better than nothing. So uh, let's go and take a look at Pitch Hero's website, and um, yeah, there might be something like that that we can. Yeah, we don't we use Pitch Hero anymore. Speed up, speed up there. <laughs> so I, we'll have to. I guess on, I guess no, on the track but, and trace as well. There's there's a couple of options, aren't there? It's whether you do that as a club which actually we're sort of doing without doing it in a fancy way. You know, I, I know who's been to every session. I've got their contact details. So actually, if anyone came down with it, first thing I do would be stick a text out to everyone and say, get tested or don't train, do that, you know, whatever the actual advice is. Um, or whether you're sort of talking about trying yeah. to go full scale and actually having, you know, whether that's in the league, the region, I mean, nationally would just be a nightmare, but, you know, or whether, whether that's actually so that you can contact all of, all of the other clubs quickly because it could even be that you, you know if one club regionally had it there would just be that that league would shut down for two weeks or three weeks but who knows hmm. who knows that's a question so our final question uh we ask everybody this, the RFU, uh, is, when are we going to be <laughs> when are we going to when are we going to play rugby again when are we going to play full contact again lou Make a guess. Um, making a best guess. I'm <clears throat> gonna go January. Everyone's going into a sweet like January. Jan yeah, that's January. My guess. I, I reckon January. Um, I think it all depends if we have a second wave. I think if we don't have a second wave, October still could work. I think if we have a second wave, it will be started next season. I think if if it's a second wave, it will just be like grassroots is off the table. Do you think the game dies then? Well, I, th I think with that, some clubs would, I think some clubs would definitely go under. Um, but, you know, obviously, so that that's working on the fact that if there's a second wave, that's probably going to be until November or so. So, you know, then you've got a few months of coming out of that anyway. Um, you've, you've got, what, at least two or three months after that. Realistically, there's no point starting our season in March, April, is there? You would just sort of skip over and start, or, or you go to play in the summer. But... <laughs> Again, who ripped knows? apart knees. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but certainly, with that, some some clubs would have to go under. And uh, finally, Gareth. Definitely. And finally, Gareth. What? When do you think? Yeah, we'll I was just saying. I think full time. Maybe. Sorry, we lost that answer. Sorry, mate. You uh, give us give us that one. Uh, you broke up there. You, uh, yeah, I was when do you think we'll be back uh, playing full time? I think with the... I think probably, yeah, yeah, your head sort of hopes before the end of the year. Um, or your heart, sorry, your hopes, and then your head probably says the new year. Um, I'm hopeful that once the premiership starts on the 14th of August, that, um, you know, if they come out of that and there's and there's not a lot of uh, confirmed cases and stuff like that, then maybe the RFU can push it and say, look, you know, obviously, you know, these guys are playing contact. I know it's obviously the top level, but if they're doing contact and there aren't many cases or cases at all, then you can hopefully that they will push to go right. Then the grassroots can come, come back. Um, but like 
like Jack said, you know, if it goes to the new year, um, then there are going to be a lot of teams in 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 in, in trouble because I yeah, it, trying to convince somebody to hold on till January by you know just doing what they're doing now or doing um, doing even touch is going to be a hard sell. And you miss out on um, it's Christmas time, and then you're going into the worst part of the season for weather. So yeah, it'll be yeah. back to back to finish the season on time before county and all of that, that starts. So definitely, hundred percent agree. It's going to be a long road ahead. But I want to thank you, Gareth, Lou, and Jack for for joining us tonight. Uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, this will be on YouTube in about an hour or so. Uh, this will be a podcast uh, tomorrow morning. Next week, we are talking about mental health in uh, the grassroots game. Uh, we've got uh, some really good guests lined up as well to, to chat through all that. And uh, yeah, so join us at 6.30 next Thursday. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on social media and all sorts and all that malarkey. And uh, yeah, thanks again, Gareth, Lou and Jack. Uh, and we'll see you all again soon. Cheers. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Huge thanks again to Gareth Tully, Lou Gray and Jack Rogers. Don't forget to join us on facebook.com slash FYBRugby live every Thursday evening to get involved in the discussions. And for all the info on Philly Boots, please visit fybrugby.com. I've been Sean Phelan, and you've been listening to the Philly Roots Rugby Roundtable.